Today on another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that strangely mirrors season four, episode three of The Golden Girls. The one where Blanche takes up witchcraft, puts a spell on Dorothy, turning her into a demonic sex slave, and attempts to feast on her blood during a backyard sacrifice, only to have it interrupted by Richard Mulligan from Empty Nest. You know, that show that used to come on after Golden Girls. Come on, damn it, that was a good show too. Anyway, anyway, I got off on one of my damn rants again. Did a grandfather return from the dead to give a warning to his grandson that ended up saving his life? That story and much more, today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, where you can now uh, try three days of being an EPP for absolutely free. And you get access to all of our bonus episodes, the archive, all of it commercial free, new EPP bonus episodes, all there for you, ready to binge away on. Uh, and like I said, everything ad free. Check it out there or go to ghostpodcast.com, sign up. Uh, or you can do it through Patreon. The link there is at uh, Ghost Podcast, or just go to Ghost Pod, or just go to uh, Patreon.com/slash Real Ghost Stories to get hooked up with uh, all of that. It's Tony and Todd with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? I'm uh, I'm so proud that you actually went out of your way to do a Golden Girls reference <laughs> on the open today because you know how much I love that show. And, was, and the, the fact that you know Richard Mulligan's name and uh, you know that from Empty Nest is also very cool, but also a little scary. It's a little bit, but there's going to be like 12 people out there that will get that and go, I remember Empty Nest. I wonder if you can watch that anywhere. Uh, I never I haven't looked into it that far, but um yeah, I think I think you can. And and the thing about Empty Nest was it was actually it was a spinoff of Golden Girls. It was. Yeah, there was a pilot within Golden Girls. There was an actual show called Empty Nest, an actual episode. And um, uh, Rita Moreno was actually the female part. And uh, Richard Mulligan was not part of it, but it didn't go well. Everybody calls that the worst Golden Girls episode ever. But they ended up <laughs> changing the plot, using the same set and calling it, you know, um, Empty Nest. But remember, Sophia ended up on Empty Nest after the Golden Girls was gone. She did. I didn't know that. Yeah. And Roz. Remember Roz from... Um, Frasier. Um, nope. Uh, Roz. Different different Roz. Roz from Night Court oh, ended okay. up on that show, too. Marsha. Marsha. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. Well, I had no idea. I, I, knew it was, I knew it was some sort of a spinoff. They were in the same universe. Because I remember sometimes you'd have characters that would cross over. Yep. So... Yep. Sophia went to empty net, but they, there was also Golden yes. Palace, which only right. had one season. Correct. So that went to CBS. When that got canceled, uh, NBC wanted to play off the, the big Golden Girls, what was left of the Golden Girls. So they brought Sophia on for the last few seasons of Empty Nest. I had no idea. Now I want to yeah. go watch Empty Nest. Yeah. <laughs> Is it streamable anywhere? It's It's got to be. I mean, it's just one of those shows that's got to be... It's, it's got to be some obscure place. You can pro probably find it. Wow. Well, that's interesting. There you go, everybody. That's your uh, Golden Girls universe education uh, <laughs> for today on Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs> there are actually Golden Girls podcasts out there. <laughs> 
And I'm like, I should be hosting one of those. I should be holding, hosting like a Golden Girls ghost podcast yes. where all we do is try to bring the Golden Girls back via Ouija board. The goat. Ghosts of the Golden is what you can call it. <laughs> golden <laughs> golden Ghouls. <laughs> yes, and every week you're trying to communicate with the cast of Golden Girls. Yes, because I think they're all dead. So yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I think we remember the other week when we got Blanche? We got Blanche the other week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Well, that's uh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our first story of the day. It says, my uh, grandfather and I were very close. I was the youngest of grandchildren by 14 years, with the exception of my brother, who was 14 years older than me. I didn't know how or why I was the favorite, but I was. He had a car dealership and would send an employee to feed the vending machine before I got to them, so I uh, thought they were magic. I heard many stories of things he let me do to the others that would have gotten in trouble for doing. As we got older, our relationship continued to grow. When his fifth wife, who was also his fourth wife, died, I was the only family member from our side able to attend. While he, or when he uh, was put in hospice care, he gave the nurse my phone number. I thought I was, I thought I was in Texas, and he was in Kentucky at the time. Or though I was in Texas, he was in Kentucky at the time to uh, override my step uncle, my dad's half brother, who was his oldest child, without anyone else knowing. In May of '01, he passed away, and I had moved back to Kentucky. The cemetery in Frankfurt, where he's buried, is so peaceful. It overlooks the Kentucky River and the Capitol. When originally done or eventually decided, it was laid out alphabetically. My grandfather, whose last name was Bowden, was within feet. The monument given to Daniel Boone after he passed. Anytime life felt overwhelming, I did the same thing I'd have done while I was alive. Went to talk to him. No, he was no longer sitting in the room with me, sitting over, sitting out overlooking the river, below was calming. I would talk and he would listen and somehow I always felt like he had an answer when we were done. I had a really bad day, decided to go talk to my grandfather about what was going on, got in the car and in my gut had the feeling of not today. I was a little nauseous based on my day. I assumed that was the cause of the nausea. During the hour drive, I tried to enjoy the sun but never felt the calm that usually came from the drive. From the direction I drove, the entrance into the cemetery was on the right. There's really nothing else there, so it's easy to find. I'd been there dozens of times somehow. I missed the turn. I turned around at the next available spot and went back. Now, having to turn left across traffic, cars came the other direction, just spaced out enough to prevent me from turning. And in between each car, I heard no in my head. Then not today. It's not safe today. I tried to blow it off, but it got stronger and stronger. I turned in and it was screaming, turn around, turn around. It is not safe today. Over and over and over. And I got twisted into the cemetery, back towards the entrance. And then it was, go home. It's not safe today. Go home. Still not sure what was going on. I turned out of the cemetery, felt a sigh of relief over my whole body. I wasn't nauseous anymore. I felt better about my day. And the closer I got to home, the better I felt, which was odd since I was avoiding the house. When I got home, I heard, turn on the TV. And I did. A newscaster was standing on my grandfather's grave explaining that they were in the middle of a breaking story where police were everywhere. A convicted murder rapist who had escaped was captured moments ago. He was being driven away. They'd been looking for this man for days and he was found camping at the Daniel Boone grave site. He'd been there when I was planning to be. I'd have either been there before the police found this incredibly dangerous criminal or when they arrived. Either way, I would have been in great danger. 
My grandfather knew the man was there and knew I would be in danger as well. I learned to listen more closely to that voice as it was the first of many times I'd heard it. It was distinctly not something anyone else would hear. It was the first of many experiences I've had that were similar. My mother passed away 10 years ago and I have a very similar connection there. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. My mother used to say she loved Jimmy or Jiminy Cricket because he was like the voice she heard when she needed help. I have wondered since if she had a similar situation. I'd be listening to that voice like far earlier than uh, I think I would have turned around right away if suddenly I'm hearing not today, not today, not today. But they're lucky that they, they did finally listen and get out of there. You know, so often when you hear stories about this, you about this type of situation, people disregard that, you know, and whether mm-hmm. or not it's in your head, whether or not it's your connection with what's going on that we can't quite explain, or whether or not it's a loved one giving you some sort of message or a guardian angel or whatever. I think a lot of us have really good intuition if we just open our minds to it. Um, and in this case, whether it was intuition or whether it was, you know, her grandfather coming through telling her to get the heck out of there. Either way, I think we need to listen to our intuition a little bit more in life. And I think the outcomes would be a lot better for all of us. Good thing she wasn't there. Who knows what could have happened? Yeah, that would have been a whole different podcast or we'd never have had the story. You know, it would have been one of those true crime where someone gets uh, they found the the serial killer, but uh, not before one more victim was had. Yeah. Um, so, have you been watching the uh, Unsolved Mystery since it's returned to uh, Netflix season three? I have not seen season two or three yet. Oh. I, I, I saw a lot of season one, and I think we talked about this once, or maybe I talked about it with somebody else. It was so freaky that, and, and things don't freak me out. Yeah. That show freaked me out. Really? It was freaking me out. Yeah. Remember, like, the first episode was some guy just went... They, he was dead and they tried to say that he fell through the roof of a hotel or something like that and it's yeah. like what the heck goes on in life yeah I know it's uh there's one I just started watching season three um I have it on in the background when I'm working during the day doing like you know office stuff and um it's good the first one is about a, a woman who has hit by a train um and it was always ruled a suicide but there's no sensible reason why she would be doing this to kill her like just it didn't make any sense to her life story but why she was by this train track at this specific time yeah very bizarre and there's some other circumstances that seemingly the police didn't look into um and i mean literally the family this sounds horrible but the family had to go there afterwards uh when they were just trying to because the police weren't investigating and they went and found like pieces of her still at the train site. Like part of her jaw was there. Oh. And they finally found her shoes. I mean, it was the family was doing their own inve- their own investigative work, but um the rest of it just never I don't know. It's it's still an unsolved mystery. But it's good. I do recommend it. It's not a commercial for them or anything. They didn't pay for it, but uh I uh I do like it. That's a good show. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your Real Ghost Stories with us, we would love to hear them. Let's uh, see if I can jump over here to a call. The new Windows, by the way, kind of sucks in many ways. Oh, yeah? Uh, where you could use, just drag a file and then go highlight uh, the program you wanted it to open. And then yeah. it would open. doesn't do that anymore. 
So you got to have like it, it. It's a step back in 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 that way. It's so funny it, when we're actually talking about the fact that Windows 10 is a better operating system. Uh -huh. There's an issue. You know what I'm saying? I know. Like, yeah. 10 was never all that good. Eight was worse. Um, yeah. But it, it's. I mean, it looks more like a Mac now. The way that they have the start yeah. button and everything laid out. Which, you know, I, I'm okay with it all being in the center. It really makes a lot more sense, especially if you're on a really wide screen, you know, to have like have it way off on the left corner. But I don't know. There's just so many things that are feeling kind of clunky on here that I don't like. So anyway, let's go to a ghost story. Hi, let's hear it. Hi, Tony. My name is Anna. And um, I wanted to relay a story. Um, my wife, she lived in Long Beach, California. She used to live uh, with her son, who was about three years old at the time. And uh, she lives in a lot with three homes. Um, one, she stayed in the back, and her parents lived in the front. And then her sister's family lived on the on another property that was in, in the middle between those two homes. Well, the, the story as it was related to me, and I've asked plenty of questions about it because... I'm kind of one of those people that are a little bit skeptical, more on the logical side, although I do believe in energy and it can manifest itself in many ways. Um, so she said that her sister, her sister's husband was upstairs. They, they had a two, uh, like a two-story house and um, he would see her son. They had another son too, the same age as, as my wife's son, who's three or four years old. And, um, they would go to bed, but he would sometimes start jumping around, and he would see him. Uh, her, her, he would see him running around, and would tell him, you know, go back into bed. So one of those times, um, he would get up early in the morning, maybe like four in the morning, because he, he started work early. And um, what ended up happening is he he got up and he thought he saw his son jumping around, running down the stairs jumping on the on the couches so he ran downstairs upset because it's really early and he could get injured so he ran downstairs and he told him hey you need to get back into bed so he went towards to pick him up and when he really saw him it wasn't his son it was this thing the same height as his son it was all black completely black and it had red eyes so he ran upstairs told his wife, went and grabbed his son, and they were both terrified. And this happened like, you know, maybe about three months later. Um, everybody was hanging out. They were having like a baby shower. And there was a lot of kids that were invited at this one party. And um, everybody's having fun. And all these kids start running and screaming and crying, and a couple of them were hysterical. And the moms came out and they told them what had happened. So the kids explained that there was this dark kid, like a, a kid, not like just dark figure. Um, you couldn't see through him. It was like a, almost like a shadow, but really dark. With that was playing and pranking, pranking them, and when he turned around. The little kid had red eyes. So when they saw him, all the kids ran and started screaming for their parents. And this happened like around 6 p.m. at night. It wasn't that late. So everybody kind of just dismissed it. Maybe it was someone running around playing a prank on them. 
Um, they looked around, nothing. Uh, and the house was obviously a large lot. It was all enclosed. All the gates were closed. So there was no way anybody could come in and out unless they notified them, called them. So they put that behind them. You know, the moms, everybody was just kind of scared. It kind of killed the party for them. Um, so we'll fast forward another month or so. People have forgotten about that. And um, she had, uh, she was at home. My wife was at home with her son. And what, what ended up happening is she noticed that um, she was showering and she heard this loud grunting and roaring and it was her son just screaming. Um, so she went to try to open the door and she could not open the door and she never locks the doors. And she ran outside, called her parents, everybody came in and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with the kid. The kid became, he, after, after a while, he wouldn't speak. It took him two months to actually speak because the kid, kid was so spooked. And the kid told his mom that what they had saw, what he saw was this man, a, a dark figure with red eyes. And, uh, I, of course, this is the third sighting in general, which was really interesting. So I don't know what that is. But uh, thank you, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the story. It's just your average uh, child with uh, dark skin and red eyes. That's really all it is. We answered that. Whenever, whenever there's red eyes involved, uh, just run in the other direction. That's pretty much all you have to say to wrap up that story. Um, holy what, crap. What would you be more scared by seeing? Uh, a child uh, with, with red eyes or the child with just the solid black eyes? Well, I think both are, are nasty, aren't they? And, and we've talked about the black-eyed children before. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think both of them would, would creep me the heck out. Fun Let's, to do, let me, uh, I'll just be honest about this. Yeah. Children in general creep me the heck out. So, so you, throw, you throw in weird colored <laughs> eyes, I'm out the door. So you're not going to be handing out Halloween candy this year. Oh, I will, because scaring kids. Now, <laughs> okay. that's a different you like story. That. You should come out with the black eyes. You should get, like, some contacts that are black. <laughs> and then when the, then the kids go for the candy, you know, yeah. then you just give them the look. And uh, you don't take however, however much you want. And, like, have it look like your hand's bleeding into the bowl and you have black eyes. <laughs> Maybe I'll dress as a clown, and you know how much I hate clowns. Clowns yeah. with black eyes. That would be a fun one to do. I like that. My daughter's going to be a Ghostbuster this year. Yay! Kind of excited for that. She got the costume. And, and then she had this idea the other day going, I know this is airing in uh, in November, but um, a, she had the idea, hey, I wonder if they have like a Proton Pack backpack out there. I could get that and just put the candy in there. Like, I don't know. She's like, let me look. Then she finds one on Amazon and orders it like within 10 seconds so <laughs> and it's great it came in the mail it looks really good i think uh it'll be uh it'll be fun she, originally she wanted to be a zombie ghostbuster but i think she just wants to be a regular ghostbuster now just to be not dead this year but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next year maybe we'll be a zombie ghostbuster uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at real ghost stories online if you'd like to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go over to this call. Hi. Hi. 
Hey, Harper, Carol, and Todd. My name's Amanda. Um, I live in West Virginia, actually from West Virginia. I live here right now currently. Um, I have lived in the United Kingdom and Wyoming, but out of, I, you would think the United Kingdom, for me, was, it wasn't haunted at all. But um, so anyway, but I'm so excited to finally be calling in. I am an EPP. I just um, found your broadcast, um, your podcast back in uh, February of this year, 2022. And so this is my first time calling in. Um, but so today I wanted to tell you a few stories of um, what happened in my home that I grew up in. So um, I've always been um, believed in the paranormal. I've always been interested in it, believed in zombies, uh, ghosts. I loved all the scary movies and stuff like that. So um, I don't know if that just made me more aware of maybe things that were going on, but um, it, it was, so a few things happened in the house we grew up in. Um, we moved there in the eighties and I was in second grade when we moved there. So we had a dog and I'll tell the first story. We, um, we had about two dogs at the time and they would sleep in my parents' room. And so, um, we were all getting ready to go to bed and my parents were trying to get the dogs to go in their room and we were going down the hallway and the, one of the dogs stopped and he started growling at the ceiling. His hair on his back was standing up and he was jumping up on the wall, just growling and barking at the ceiling. And we're all looking like, what the heck is he seeing? And my brother and I looked at each other like, what the hell is happening? And he would not stop. Like my dad had to drag him into his room to get him to stop barking. So um, that was kind of creepy. Um, to my knowledge, that's the only time that he ever did that. Um, but another time, um, like when I was a kid, I was, I would sleep with stuffed animals, like all around me. Um, I thought that if I had them around my head, around my body, then if somebody broke in the house, like a robber or a killer or even a ghost, if they came into my room, they would think I was a stuffed animal too. So I would just have animals all around my head. Well, one night I was laying there and... I had, um, I heard a noise on my, like, uh, I have a little glass bear, which actually I still have to this day. My grandma got it from me, uh, for me. It's, um, like a porcelain bear and, um, it's probably about three inches tall, but I, it started rocking. I, I heard it like moving on my, my dresser and it was just rocking back and forth. And I, being the kid I was, and actually I'm probably still like this. If something scares me, I just, get stiff as a board and I do not move. So I just sat like laid there paralyzed and just listened. And I thought, Oh my God, you know, if it's, so I'll just lay here stiff as I can. And, um, and so I eventually went to sleep and the next morning when I got up to get ready for school, uh, the bear was actually across the, uh, the room at the foot of my, de my bed. Um, and so that was kind of, I knew that, you know, what happened the night before that it must have fallen off. So that was really weird. Um, I'm not sure, like, there's nothing, like, my grandma is still living to this day, so I'm not, there's nothing, like, that would be attached to that that relates to her. Um, so that was something that happened there in that house. Um, and this is just a normal ranch-style house. Um, so it wasn't anything that you would think 
would be haunted, which I, and then that doesn't really matter. Um, another thing that happened, um, my, um, so like I said, I was always interested in zombies and the paranormal. And, and, um, so one night my friends and I were outside, my friends, cousin, neighborhood friends, my brother were outside playing hide and seek at night. And, um, I was hiding in my front yard behind a tree, this tree. Uh, so like I said, I said, I live in a ranch style. I live in a ranch style house and my bedroom was on the left on the corner. So off that corner, if you go about 20 feet, there was a tree there. And so I'm standing crouched down behind that tree and I can hear a rumbling noise and I get down kind of lower to the ground and I can still hear it. And it's a, a little bit stronger. And so I, in my kid brain, think it's zombies coming out of the ground. And so I run inside and I'm telling my dad, there's you know, dead people are coming up out of the ground. Come on, hurry, hurry, hurry. And uh, finally he did come outside <clears throat> and he comes and listens and he hears it too. And uh, of course, it wasn't zombies, but it was uh, a gas leak. <clears throat> so I, um, the gas company comes and they, you know, get that all fixed. But they did say, had I not heard that, um, I probably would have died that night because the explosion would have hit that side of the house. And uh, so I always wonder, like, is that the reason why I am like I am, that, that I'm in tune with? paranormal or love it so much um i don't know who knows but um <laughs> i thought that was kind of interesting um and then another time um was, it was actually after i had moved out this is probably would have been in the year 2000 um my dad um his his father actually it would have been yeah 2000 um his father had passed away in 99 so uh, my dad was fixing the uh, faucet in the bathtub and he's sitting on the edge of the bathtub with the screwdriver, you know, working on, he must've been replacing it or something. And my mom was in the bathroom doing her hair, getting ready for work. And they were talking, you know, back and forth. Um, and then all of a sudden my dad said he felt someone come and like put like their arm on his shoulder. Like they were looking over over top of him to see what he was doing and kind of leaning on him and uh he thought it was my mom obviously because she was just there and so he's talking to her and then he looks up to say something and there's nobody there and so he thinks that maybe his you know his dad had come to kind of say hi and see what he was up to um i thought that was neat and uh just that house all together was pretty I always got a weird vibe in that house. Um, and like, uh, we had a painting at the end of the hallway. It was a painting of me that my, my aunt had actually painted. Um, but anytime I would go down the hallway to go toward my room, I just felt like that painting, someone was behind the painting. Like someone was watching me. Um, that always gave, gave me the creeps. And so like all my life growing up there, I always got like this weird vibes there. Um, I, I really do think that place was haunted. Um, uh, it was like compared to, um, like nothing ever happened to me in life in the United Kingdom. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter. Like if it's an old house, new house, 
Like, I just think that, you know, things can happen. But anyway, that's my first story. Um, I would like to call in again um, to tell you some things about Cheyenne, Wyoming. And, um, but thanks again. You guys are awesome. I love your commentary. I love how you have a platform for people to call in and tell their stories. And, um, I just love listening to you guys. You're awesome. And take care. Bye. Thank you for sharing, uh, those experiences with us. Thoughts on all of that. Well, I want to go back to the, you know, she said like when she was growing up, all this stuff interested her. And so she didn't know if that played a part in it. And I think it does. Like, I think if you if you have interest in zombie uh, zombies and ghosts and stuff like that as a kid, I think that allows you to be a little bit more open minded about what could happen. And, I, and that doesn't say that, you know, zombies are going to happen or ghosts are going to happen or whatever. But I think if you grow up and you're kind of into it, you also are a little bit more um I don't want to say believing, but a little less skeptical on stuff and a little bit more able to see stuff that might be happening around you that others just just won't even deal with. So, yeah. Yeah, like in real time almost, where one may have to kind of take a moment, step back, think about what just happened and go, I think that might have been a ghost. But if you're already there and believing like, well, this stuff does happen and does exist and you already can be like, I think we're having a ghost experience right now. It, it doesn't take that extra contemplation of, is this even a thing? Right, Exactly. Yeah, that would be uh, an interesting story. Thank you so much for uh, for sharing that. There, there's so many areas you'd mentioned, like Cheyenne, Wyoming. I saw something the other day about someplace, um, one of the areas out in the mountains and such uh, in, in the west, uh, of it's like a ghost town, and but you can go and stay there. You know what I'm talking about? I saw this. I uh, It's been popping around online. Uh, you can, like, stay there for the, I think, for... Yeah, for the summer, for the tourist season, to help uh, it, free lodging and all that. And then you kind of are one of the caretakers of the town. Uh, yeah, something like that. I know there's a, there's a town out there, too, and I can't remember what it's called, but it is an old ghost town that they've kind of revived. And it's like a bed and breakfast where you can go and kind of stay in the old general store. You can stay in mm -hmm. the church. You can stay in the, you know, whatever. And uh, all the stuff that goes on out there is crazy. Like, I, I don't even think, as much as I love stuff, and I love going to the Shining Hotel, the Stanley, I don't know that I would go to this ghost town. I always thought it'd be interesting to do winter on Mackinac Island. Like, like, literally, like, find somebody who's looking for a house sitter that will, you know, take care of the house throughout the winter and just, you know, make sure it doesn't collapse or, you know, freeze to death or whatever. Uh, and uh, just do that and, and see what life is like. Because, there, you know, the, the grocery store stays open. You pretty much go around on snowmobiles. Uh, and there's a bar, too, a restaurant that's open. And I think it's kind of it for the most part. Uh, then the town has their, their certain things that are around. I don't know. I think that'd always be a kind of an interesting thing to do. Although maybe one of those where you do it and then you discover, you know, how come I never heard of anyone else doing it? Because anyone who does is like sacrificed in the middle of winter in some sort of weird Mackinac ceremony that only the villagers know about. I was going to say, so I know you and I know the situation you're talking about. And all I can think of is two words. And those two words are here's Johnny, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. you would totally go off the deep end. Yeah. You would be that guy. I probably would. So it probably would not end very well. But if, you're, if, you're walking around town doing Golden Girls <laughs> slash empty mint nest opens and stuff like that for a show that no longer exists. Carrying a hatchet. 
I did go to Mackinac once uh, very, very, very early in the season when I lived up in that area. I decided it was like, I don't know, March or something, and they had um, very limited ferries going back and forth. But I'm like, I wanted to see what, I want to see what this is like somewhat in winter. Um, and I got up there and it was interesting because everything was closed. Yep. And I just, I walked around the island. I really kind of walked where I normally would walk. I walked up to the Grand. Um, I got in the grand, um, and the grand was going, they were like, you know, working on it, getting it ready for summer, but they had like very, there was like a couple air areas that were open in, in it. Um, I don't even know if I don't think it was open for staying, but I just, there's not many, there wasn't much security either. So I just kind of walked all over the hotel and it was again, weird seeing it kind of in that state where everything's not up and running and. No, it's a, it's an interesting place. It, it it's it gets kind of spooky without people there. I was going to say, did you feel anything when you were there? No, I mean, I I didn't. Um, I've done the ghost. I had a private ghost tour by the guy that runs them. Um, but I did that a couple of years ago when when we were up there. Um, but at the time, I really wasn't. I don't think I was thinking much about ghosts. I was just kind of enjoying the the weirdness of being in a place that in a time pe- most people don't see it. But I didn't really, uh, I can't say I felt anything. Uh, although people say, you know, every place around that island is haunted. I haven't had a uh, anything ghostly. I've, I've stayed at the Grand. I've stayed at a couple other places. Um, yeah, it's all been fairly okay. Now I want to go. It's a neat, spooky place. <clears throat> all right. That's going to uh, wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you uh, like the show, keep us on, the, <clears throat> excuse me, keep us on the air become an extra podcast person sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories you can even sign up now through apple podcast and try being an epp for three days free check that out uh, directly on apple Podcasts. until next time for todd and tony thanks for listening to real ghost stories online <laughs>